The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Morris Day burst onto the Minneapolis music scene with several other performers, first becoming a member of Prince's band, Grand Central, before spinning off into his own band, Morris Day and the Time. Right around that time, Prince's film Purple Rain was in production with Morris and company playing a prominent role. In fact, Morris was a scene stealer in that film. All these years later, he is reflecting on his time with Prince and many exciting projects to come. I've got Morris Day on the line right now. What's up, Jim? Morris, welcome to you, and it's just congratulations on surviving the past year and a half. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I definitely survived it. I'm doing okay, and uh, everything is, is beautiful right now. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I I had read a little while ago about this single that you recorded at Snoop Dogg's studio. What can you tell me about that? Well, you know, we did um, a, a little more funk, and um, I actually did quite a few songs at Snoop's uh, studio. You know, I went there, and um, I had a song that um, I was working on with some people, and I wanted Snoop to be on it. And he said, you know what? I like the song. He said, but I've got some songs, you know, and he said, if you give me a minute, I just want to do some songs with you. So we ended up doing damn near a whole album. Wow. When is that coming out? Um, We're working on finishing that up. we got a lot of features, doing a lot of music. And, you know, I'm not signed to a label. We're doing it independently. So I'm just kind of on my own schedule. And I just want to make sure that it's great. Good for you. And can you believe that guy's career at this point? He's just everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, he's incredible. He doesn't sleep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, which is hard to believe. You know, it's also hard to believe that you've got this 40th anniversary deluxe edition of your self-titled debut album. Does it seem like it's that long ago, Morris? No, it's it's a linear thing. It's 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 um it feels like a flash. You know, I look like I'm looking back like where did all the time go? No pun intended. But, um, you know, it's it's just, you know, you know it's been great, and um, it just seems like it's gone by so fast, you know? What do we hear on the deluxe edition? What kind of extras do we have here? Well, you know, the main thing, the, the point of, the, um, of the, um, the, the new album is just to re- really remaster it, to, to give it the, um, make it enjoyable for people who are used to hearing, like people now want to hear a bunch of bass. Back in the day, they wanted to hear clarity. They wanted to hear treble and a little bass, not too much. Now, people want to hear bass. So it's really all about remastering and just letting people, core fans um, and new fans, some of the youngsters, just, you know, really be able to hear and enjoy what we actually did back in the day. I love that back in the day, and maybe some people don't know this, you were a drummer and you were, were a big fan of Tower of Power, which is exceptional. Yeah, huge fan of Tower of Power. Um I'm a huge fan of live music. Um, they made records that just made me wonder. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to just see how they did it because I, I believe I love the magic of music, especially the magic of the way it comes together when it's played live. You know, when you play instruments with your hands and not computer-generated music. So um, Tower Power was, yes, one of my favorite bands. And um, I love live music, um, and we are one of our biggest 
singles was recorded live on stage, The Bird, and not a lot of people can even say that they were able to do that. So I'm all about live and real musicians and real music. I like that. Well, and of course, you joined Prince's early band, Grand Central, as a drummer. Was this kind of the beginning of the Minneapolis sound with that band? I think it was. I think it was because um funny thing about it is we ended up, I ended up having most of uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's band in my band, Flight Time, when I put my band together. Flight Time had a horn section, and uh, we didn't have a horn section. We just had keyboards, and, you know, um, you know, Prince played keyboard sometimes, mainly guitar, and um, Andre Simone's sister, Linda Anderson, played keyboards. So we didn't have a horn section, so we started to make our horn lines on our keyboards, uh, which uh, on our synthesizers, um, which it ended up being a very intricate part of what's now called the Minneapolis Sound. And when you and uh, Prince put the time together with you in the lead, was there always kind of a clash for control of this project? You know, I never, I never fought for control. I'm, I'm not, you know, that kind of person. Prince is more of a controlling, was more of a controlling individual. So, you know, I, you know, bowed down on that one. I'm like, hey, have at it, because the guy was a genius. So, you know, I believed in his vision, and it worked for us. So, you know, I never fought for control. Uh, eventually, I fought because I wanted to be um, in control of my own solo album, which was a, a, a really difficult feat for me to do. So that's what ended up being the end of the time and and me transitioning into my solo career. But, you know, uh, b- besides that, no, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't fight for control with him. What was that experience like filming Purple Rain, which was everyone loved that film, and, and you and Prince were arch enemies in the film? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, if you can imagine, you know, it's like somebody saying, waking up one day, we're already enjoying a little success at, at radio, and, and, you know, we had a couple singles out, and we were doing well. And then, you know, Prince shows up, you know, which he was at all of our rehearsals and involved with everything we did. And he's like, we're going to do a movie. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, let's do the movie. And then, you know, next thing I know, we got the the Hollywood crew and, you know, the directors and the uh, cinematographers and everything. And we're doing a damn movie. So, you know, um, of course, that was new to me, but I had no idea that we were really on to something um, as, 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 as large as um, Purple Rain ended up being. Did you get a chance to spend much time with Clarence Williams III, who played Prince's dad in the film? No, you know, um, the way, you know, films are done, you're not really on set the same day, unless yeah. you're doing scenes together. Right. You know, I, I've run I've run Clarence a few times since then, you know, but I didn't get to spend much time with him. Was there something in the water, Morris, in Minneapolis? Because that seemed like that was the capital, uh, the music capital of the country for a while. We definitely ended up um, being a, a major, a major uh, music scene. Um, you know, the funny thing is, I was born in Springfield, Illinois, and um, at eight years old, my mom's like, "We're moving to California, but we're going to stop in." Minneapolis because your aunt is sick and we're going to visit her for a few days. So we ended up there for the next 20 years, which I hated the idea of that at first. But as it ended up, you know, it ended up being a great thing for me. It's amazing, isn't it? When you hear that all the time about bands and how they got together and just little, you know, a little left turn and and you're just in the right place at the right time. 
Absolutely. The little roads leading you to where you're supposed to be. Your autobiography is great, by the way. And you talked in the book about how you did drugs when you were a young man, which is not so unusual, especially mm -hmm. in the music business. And unfortunately, Prince had problems later in life, and that must have uh, driven you a little crazy, actually. Yeah, let me let me uh, set that up. That's On Time, A Princely Life in Funk, Morris Day's Memoirs. But anyway, yeah, I definitely, I had my drug issues in my early days, and, and I, I, I just thought, you know, that I kind of, you know, maybe wish, maybe, you know, <laughs> Prince had done drugs when I did drugs, because I think when when he ended up, and this is only what I heard. I wasn't there. I don't know that he did anything, but yeah. I heard that, you know, it was a drug issue. And um, I just know that there's a difference um, between being able to bounce back and get your life back at, at 28 years old than there is at uh, 50, 55 plus, you know, years yeah. old. It, there's just a big difference. And, and what your body can tolerate. You guys had your differences over the years. Did you eventually reconcile with him? We absolutely reconciled. You know, my last conversation with him was was um, you know um, probably as as good as 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 you could have with someone you know um, who had the history that we had. You have all this great new stuff coming out. What are we talking about in terms of maybe a tour? The powers that be, you know, it's kind of hard to pull everybody together. But I think it would be awesome, you know, to have a, a somewhat of a uh, Minneapolis Purple Rain kind of thing. But, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, I think it would be awesome. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's great. Well, make sure you pick up Morris Day in the Times 40th Anniversary and Deluxe Expanded Edition of the self-titled debut album and so much more. It's so nice to talk to you and honor Morris and, and take care and, and stay healthy. Hey, you too, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. And wouldn't that be wonderful if Morris could get that Minneapolis Purple Rain tour together? And wouldn't it have been great to be a fly on the wall to hear some of those conversations that Morris had with Prince, especially later in Prince's life? That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.